the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Raindrops are falling on my head. And just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed, nothing seems to fit those raindrops are falling on my head and they keep falling. Indeed they do. AM five sixty WFIL.com on the app. Rain, rain, rain. Happening this afternoon. Eventually clearing out. Thirty the low tonight after a mild day. Yikes. Tomorrow's sunny, breezy, totally different. High just 43. Flyers won 3-1 last night. Kevin Hayes, a couple of goals, including an empty netter. Travis Sanheim had the other one. Carter Hart, 23 saves. Flyers had a good start to their season, but lost 10 in a row up until last night. Several of those losses, the overtime variety where they get a point. But still, they have uh, not had a full-blown win in quite a while. Flyer head coach John Tortorella on that 10-game losing streak heading into last night. See, you may not believe me. I, I don't. I, I wasn't thinking about the streak. I, I can't go about my business that way. And I've said it from the get-go. Each day comes, we're trying to get better. Today we tried to get better, did some things that we think we need to work on. Tomorrow we have tape. Get ready for our next opponent. I, I, I don't look too far ahead, and I don't look back as far as some of the bad things that have been going on, as far as the streak. I, I can't afford to. There's too much to do, and uh, each day is important in developing the team. So that's how I'm just going to go about it. It's Flyers head coach John Tortorella. It reminds me when he said, uh, just trying to get better each day. Summer of 1997, I was covering the Phillies for the first time, and Terry Francona was the manager then. June of 97 was the first month they started uh, going to the ball, uh, ballpark, and they were not very good. Let's put it that way. I mean, they were trying, but they were four wins and 20 losses that month, and Terry Francona trying to keep pushing things forward, would often say that very same phrase, we're just trying to get better. Well, eventually, the Phillies did get better. You know, they won the World Series 11 years later, not under Francona, but he did wind up winning a couple World Series with the Red Sox and almost another one with Cleveland. So sometimes that's what you got to do. You take what you have, try to improve it, get better, and eventually, hopefully, good results come. Flyers next game tomorrow at home against Tampa Bay at 7. Sixers at Cleveland this evening at 7. And the World Cup continues. U.S. winning yesterday 1-0 over Iran. That puts them in the single elimination round of 16 part of the tournament, which starts Saturday. U.S. will be taking on the Netherlands at 10 a.m. Tough draw there. Netherlands to typical World Cup power. We'll see how things go. In the meantime, there's some more opening round matches happening through Friday. It's the last day of the month. A couple of contests are wrapping up at midnight tonight. One is for the new book by Dr. Michael Youssef from Leading the Way, which you can catch weekdays at 5.30 p.m. on WFIL. His latest book is called Is the End Near? What Jesus Told Us About the Last Days. Also, Dr. Charles Stanley and In Touch, our Ministry of the Month for November. Catch that program weekday mornings at 8.30 and 1.30 a.m. as well. 
Dr. Stanley has a new book, too, we're giving away called The Gift of Jesus, Meditations for Christmas. This is a 2023 in-touch wall calendar you'll pick up if you happen to win. And there's a grand prize featuring 17 items valued at over $400. That contest available right on our homepage. So get to WFL.com by midnight tonight to enter for those if you have not done so already. And uh, as far as this hour goes, a couple special guests starting in just a moment after our break. Robin Chambers, Executive Director of Advocacy for Children with Focus on the Family, going to be talking about the topic of the church and women and unplanned pregnancies, our response, how are we doing, what can we do better? And uh, also Pastor Terry Davis with Philadelphia Gospel Movement going to be joining us too. We'll be featuring a brand new song from Apologetics as well, that Christian parody band. They have a new CD out called Kind of Stuffy that we're just now starting to give away. That's all happening this hour on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we bring on a familiar voice, Robin Chambers with Focus on the Family. Hey, Robin. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, great to chat with you again. We get the privilege of having you on every now and again, the Executive Director of Advocacy for Children. See that three times fast. Uh, for <laughs> well, folks are familiar, of course, with the program Focus on the Family. Jim Daly, John Fuller, every weekday morning here on WFL at seven, uh, also in the evening at eight thirty. Uh, but and while the radio ministry is super important, it's actually some folks may not realize just one aspect of the work of Focus on the Family. And so I, I thought, as we get into our little chat here, you could let folks know a bit about the bigger picture for you and the work that you do with Focus. Absolutely. Thanks so much for um, giving me an opportunity to talk about something that's super close to my heart. Um, I oversee, as you said, advocacy for children. That's a big that's a big mouthful. And what that means is we stand up for those who can't send for themselves. They don't have a voice. And that's um, the, the least among us is children in foster care. So I oversee our foster care and adoption initiatives. And then I also oversee everything with Sanctive Human Life, our option ultrasound program, um, and the work we do with pregnancy centers, and I have to say, they are some of my favorite people. Um, they really are the heroes on the front line, and we have the privilege of coming alongside and working with them through ultrasound machines and nurses training grants and so many other things that we can do to help them reach women in their communities. If folks go to Focus on the Family, they will they will see directly all of the uh, really amazing, thorough, comprehensive work that Focus is involved in. People may remember, like we have Adam Holtz on from Plugged In, mm-hmm. the culture stuff, the Adventures and Odyssey radio program we do, uh, Boundless, Lisa Anderson has joined us before, a singles ministry, and many others, Gary Smalley, Danny Huerta. I mean, it, you have a, a stacked lineup, a great team working for the Lord, and so we're glad to draw attention to it. Um, the work that you do again now, specifically, and of course, January, among other things, Sanctity of Human Life Month, we, we care about it year-round, but... Talk a bit about, because I know um, Focus does a lot of work in this area, we talk about voting as a way you can do it. Uh, I often said take a woman into your home uh, as, a, as a more thorough way of showing pro-life support, so to speak, and maybe somewhere in between the local church. Uh, I was curious for your thoughts on the role of a, a given local congregation, how it can actually support women, specifically with unplanned pregnancies. I love that question, and often I hear people say, oh, the church isn't doing enough, and I really think that is maybe a misnomer. I think people assume the church isn't helping. I've seen a real turn. You know, I think with the decision row being overturned, I think people are becoming more aware of ways that they can serve at their church 
in the end, you know, helping that woman. And so one of the things I said, the best thing for a church to do, and you know what I love, is it doesn't have to be the pastor. It's not one more thing that the senior pastor has to do. It can be the church body. They can get involved with their local pregnancy center. What a perfect combination. You know, I always say the pregnancy center is not her church. The the executive director is not her pastor. But they certainly can connect her with someone where she can be connected to that church. And I think there's a lot of work being done where it's not um, scary anymore for these young women to go into a church. Um, We've really changed uh, kind of the the tone of the church is no longer that judgmental, uh, condemning. They are welcoming and saying, how can we support you? You just made this amazing decision. And how can we support you long term? And the best way is through that pregnancy center. You know, think about that. Think about that pregnancy center helping her choose life. And then the church saying, now we're here with you long term. We're going to go through this pregnancy with you. We're going to help you. We're going to find housing for you. We're going to help you with child care and help you with medical care. All of the things that she says that she needs when she's choosing life. And so it's a beautiful um, cooperation between that pregnancy center and the church. And I think our churches are becoming more and more aware of ways that they can step in in really practical ways. Robin Chambers is our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. She's executive director for Advoc- of advocacy for children with focus on the family. You just said a lot of wise things, and I'm trying to figure out which one to go with first. Uh, one is that the senior pastor doesn't have to just add it to his or her list, whatever, like the person's in charge now has to be doing everything because that could easily uh, and even kind of along with that because you want to, quote unquote, do it right. So there could be a person who's like, I'm not sure we're really set up for this. And how does it all work? And how do you monitor it all? Because on the other end, you have just somebody who's like could see a, a, a woman in church and just come alongside her and say, what's your name? And love that person right there. So there's an organic feel to it. But there's also, like you said, that relationship with the pregnancy center. Um, just feel free to dive in a little bit more into what that could look like. Because, again, depending on the congregation, it might mm-hmm. look a little differently. Now, one of the things I that we've been working on in this kind of this post-row world um, it's a lot of cooperation, a lot of collaboration. And so we are actually um, partnering with the Susan B. Anthony group, and they have created what's called a church kit. And it really has three different ways, you know, for pastors to get involved, churches to get involved. And as you said, it doesn't have to be the senior pastor. And phase A is like all in, and it is a kind of a how-to of what that looks like, how to really have a pro-life um, action at your church B is kind of that middle ground of here's some things you can do. C is I'm going to dip my toe in. And so that will be available hopefully after the first of the year on our pastor portal. Um, And that is really specific ways to get involved. And again, one of the other organizations we work with is Embrace Grace. And that really is a way to really simply get involved and hosting an Embrace Grace group, the, the young women go through a 13-week Bible study, and it talks about who they are in Christ. And that's something that your women's ministry can get involved in and host that. And it, they've had over 6,000 young women come to Christ. And that's one of the things that we celebrate every day. And so from that, they can also do a shower. And again, it's that really practical help. It's the diapers, it's formula, it's, it's clothes. A lot of times those young women find um, housing through that church. You know, you might have someone in your church who says, hey, you know what, I have a, I have an apartment um, that you can stay in, or I have a room in my basement that you can stay in, or someone who says, you know what, I have every Thursday free, I can watch your child while you go to class or while you're going to church. 
just simple, simple things like that in a way that they can get involved. So have you found, because again, as you're, think, you're speaking there, I'm thinking of all these different scenarios from a, just from a point person standpoint or, uh, you know, at our church, we've often been encouraged to, hey, if you have an idea, let's run with it. Uh, you you mm-hmm. head it up. We don't have to, again, have it. I mean, you want to be someone who's obviously ready to do it, but the idea being, again, it doesn't have to go up to the top and go in a big committee and be all kinds of uh, lost in bureaucracy. Like, let's, if it's a good idea, it's loving your neighbor, let's figure out how we can get this to do it and go, and you, you do it. So I'm thinking, like, what's going through a, 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 a woman's mind? She has an unplanned pregnancy. You know, that could, again, also be a lot of different things she's thinking. But how does it, what does it look like to say, because uh, you mentioned a shower? Like, I wouldn't have ever thought of that. Of course, sure. That would be, that could be a very special thing. But they also might – the practical place of where do I live or – so I don't know if in your experience you've seen like is there an ideal situation where you actually have several people say in your church who are going to kind of spearhead those things so that they could actually go through that in a more organized way and really, really love that person thoroughly or lead the charge on it, if you will, versus it be more organic. I don't, I don't know if that make, makes sense, but um, – mm-hmm. Great question. I think the ideal situation and what I've seen work very, very well, even in our own community here in Colorado Springs, is the churches are connected to the pregnancy center. I I doubt that there's going to be a woman who just walks into a church, especially if she's had a, a wound from the past or she's been hurt by the church, something that has happened and that makes her feel like, I can't just walk in there. But what I see at the, the, with our churches here, they're the ones that have those material resources. You know, it's it's everything from a clothing closet to a food pantry, kind of everything in between. But the way that it works well is for that pregnancy center to be included, or excuse me, to be connected to that church. And that is the introduction. You know, then it kind of takes away that fear of, oh, I can't go into that church. And then it really is those practical resources. And what I've seen work well is it's not the senior pastor, and often it's not even the women's pastor. It's someone in that church who's saying, I will, this is my yes. God's called me to say yes to this. And they head that up, and then it is not just one person um, that's stepping into that. It's, you know, it's this woman who can really kind of generate that energy and that camaraderie to say, here's a way for us to impact our community. So that perfect situation is the connection between the pregnancy center and that church, and it's a simple, simple, easy introduction for that woman to get back into that church or to come to church for the first time yeah. because they, she sees them as a resource and a help and not a judge. Yeah, that's good. Well answered, well spoken there. Robin Chambers, our guest for a little bit here today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. She's Executive Director of Advocacy for Children with Focus on the Family. You can catch a radio ministry part of that with Jim Daly and John Fuller. Weekdays at 7 a.m., also 8.30 p.m., and we have a rebroadcast at 1 a.m. I'm also thinking as you're speaking there about the fact that nobody wants to feel like they're being passed around like a hot potato. So there's this whole idea Mm -hmm. of who's with me because even with the resources, a person could feel like they're just being moved from place to place. And who, at the, when, when it's all said and done, they have their child, maybe get settled, will along the way there be at least one person or maybe a couple that they could say, they're, they're really my friends. People help, but they were the ones who, who actually know me now. I actually see that um, we've had women who've said, 
you know, I met Susie, we'll call her Susie, you know, at the pregnancy center. She introduced me to this women's group. And now I'm going to my mom's group because this church loved on me. And now she's going through a mom's mentoring program. And then she, in turn, becomes that mentor. And so I see that long-term relationship, and it can work, and it works very beautifully. Okay. And and continuing along those lines, uh, what do you find? Because it's one thing to think you know how to help somebody or what to help them with. But where, what has your experience been from how the help is received? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking like lean, do the women that you've experienced or come across really lean into it. And it's like, wow, I'm, I never thought this was possible. This is wonderful. Or is it still a, a little bit of a, um, a hard thing to accept? Like they almost want to still be under the radar and not have to have people doting, not doting on, but you know, I mean, like paying attention to them or, mm-hmm. or what have you seen? I'm sure again, that could vary. I think I've seen a little bit of both. I think at the very beginning, there's a little hesitation. Um, as, as, as I said earlier, especially if there's been a hurt that has happened in their past. And so sometimes I think they're going, what, what's in this for you? And then when they realize that it's just people who are loving on them and there's no expectation, there's no expectation for her to come to church every Sunday. No one's taking attendance. And so I think it's just, again, showing up in her life in very tangible ways kind of removes that hesitation of, gosh, am I going to be judged or are they expecting me to sing in the choir every Sunday? You know, that type (laughs) of thing. Um, And so I think it's just really building those relationships um, and I, I have been a mom's mentor for years and I still have mamas that face, you know, they, they're on Facebook and they'll say, thanks so much for this or thanks so much for that. And again, it's, I know it sounds really simple, but just showing up in people's lives, um, even if it's just to say, you know, happy birthday, you know, once a year, um, there's still a connection there. And those women love that. They feel very connected to people who are just speaking in uh, to their lives. Robin, maybe just a quick summation then. If someone's listening in, especially who's who maybe uh, could be a pastor or someone uh, at, at a church who uh, has a bit more of an authority role and they're thinking, you know, I, I hear these good things. What are some ways we could actually at least get started addressing how we could minister to women with unplanned pregnancies? Yeah, like I said, first first and foremost, I think I would always say get connected with your local pregnancy center. But then second, focus on the family has some of the most amazing resources. Um, go to just the focus on the family main page, and there's a little tab that says pro-life. You know, go on there. We actually have how-tos. Um, how do you start having this conversation? We even have um, resources for parents to start talking about the value of life and what you say to someone that's in that situation. Um, and then our pastor portal will be up and running, um, hopefully by January 1st, and that's where that church kit will live. And so we have tons of resources um, for pastors, for people in the congregation, for lay people. You know, what is God calling you to say yes to? What chances are we have a resource to help you begin answering that yes? And so just come to focus on the family. And honestly, they can always call our department. We have a team waiting to talk with anyone who says, how can I help? How can I serve? And how can I get started? Is that also, is, or is there an, another line if someone is pregnant and looking to talk to someone? Is that part of what Focus does too? 
Um, yeah, in a way. So one of the things that we created about um, two years ago, something called the My Choice Network, and we use the word choice deliberately because we feel like women do have a choice. Planned Parenthood gives you one option. Yeah. So the My Choice Network is a national database of all the pregnancy centers that I've worked with Focus. And a young woman who's in that situation can search by her zip code to find a pregnancy center closest to her that is willing and ready and able to help her immediately. And that's, uh, that is up 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so there's lots of folks waiting to help her. And that was, again, mychoicenetwork.com? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dot com, dot org, and dot net. We own them all. <laughs> we'll redirect. Wisely done. Yes. No, that's good. That's great. Robin, it's great to talk to you. Thank you for all the different uh, good good uh, insights you've shared with folks. And we want to just uh, keep pushing the ball forward and support the work Focus is doing and, and encourage folks to be, you know, love love the person right around them. That there's so much work that good work that can be done that way. Absolutely. And thanks so much for having me on. That helps get the word out to lots of different folks on how they can get involved but also how they can be supported. Absolutely. Robin Chambers, Executive Director of Advocacy for Children with Focus on the Family. Find out more at FocusOnTheFamily.com. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we're glad to welcome aboard Pastor Terry Davis with Philadelphia Gospel Movement. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, Listeners have been hearing about Philadelphia Gospel Movement over the last uh, number of months through some of the different announcements that have been made, and just want to have you on today to take a little more time to talk about what it is, because it really is quite uh, a powerful idea and movement. Uh, all for the glory of God. So feel free to take the floor a little bit and, and share about more about the backstory to Philadelphia Gospel Movement and the heart of what it's about. Well, Philadelphia Gospel Movement is a, uh, it's a faith-based nonprofit organization, and the, the goal that we have um, really is to see the, the body of Christ connected and equipped uh, for the spiritual and social flourishing of Philadelphia and greater Philadelphia area. Um, our our desire is to bring that level of connecting and equipping uh, for Christians everywhere in this region. Um, specifically, our mission is that we want to lead Philadelphia uh, through the ongoing awakening of the church and bring about a harvest of people turning to Jesus in order to change the spiritual climate. Um, and in it, we want to contend for that sustained social transformation of our city. There's a lot that's going on in our city. And um, one of the highlights um, in the negative side of things that have been happening have to do with the gun violence crises. And uh, to date, I'm sure you have heard of the stats, but up to date, um, we've, we've experienced 471 homicides, and that's this year alone. And then of those of those uh, gun violence victims, we're at 1,721 that are non-fatal, but the 440 fatal uh, shootings and victims, uh, it really catches our heart. It catches our eye, um, and that's something that, as this Christian organization, we want to be like the Good Samaritan. 
Um, in the story of the Good Samaritan, there were those who came out and saw this man who was left for dead because he had been beat up and robbed. Um, but there were two individuals that came out early, and they looked, and they they left the scene. Um, but then the, the Good Samaritan, he looked longer, and he listened longer until he was able to do something. And that's really the heart of so many in the city of Philadelphia. And we want to join in with what has already been happening. So many are looking long and listening long, and there's some great efforts that have been happening, and we want to be a part of that. And so Philadelphia Gospel Movement, um, while we're looking to lead people to Jesus and while we're looking for Christians to experience a, a great awakening and a great awareness of God, we also are concerned with transformation. And um, in, these, in these violent crimes that have been happening and, and some of the contributors to the violence that have been happening, um, we want to we speak to those and we want to do some wonderful things that can help bring transformation in some of these communities. Amen. Amen. Folks tuning in, we're chat with Pastor Terry Davis with Philadelphia Gospel Movement. The site, simply philadelphiagospelmovement.org. Three key words, I know, revival, harvest, and transformation. I think you've used all of them. And you also mentioned something which I think is really key, among other things, that that's sustaining. Uh, and as far as revival, I know the website talks about the awareness of God is the beginning of revival. An ongoing revival happens when there's a continual turning to God. And I thought about that. I was going to ask you about you as a, just as a person, as a pastor, that awareness of, you don't want this just to be an idea that makes sense, but then kind of peters out because it, to, to have it go, you need to keep turning back to God and, and be, you know, committed to, to making it a longer term thing, not just a, something for a few months or a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. That, that ongoing revival is, uh, for me personally, and I've seen it out of the book of Acts, uh, in chapter 4, um, what he says is, is that um, repent so that times of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like that is a major emphasis that should be for all of us as Christians, ongoing repentance. And, and repentance doesn't mean I've got this horrible sin that I've got caught up in. It really is just turning to God. So I, I try to experience repentance uh, all day long. Hmm. All day long, I want to make sure that my perspectives, my my reasoning, uh, my heart, my words are turned towards Him. And, uh, and in, in doing so, I get to experience that ongoing refreshing and awareness and even awakening to Him and His presence. Harvest is another key word in this, and uh, I, I believe I was reading through it talked about Half a percent of the population in was it Resistencia, Argentina, were believers, and after revival, twenty percent came to faith in the Lord. How about that? Mm-hmm. Right? You, yeah. So, I mean, that's a motivating factor for you. you see, well, why not us? Why does it have to be just a, that one place or certain pl- certain places? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think uh, the beauty of this is that it can happen anywhere. Yeah, it can happen anywhere, and it can happen at any time. I heard a story years ago about these uh, three teenagers that were, uh, you know, invited to come into a relationship with Jesus in in Mongolia, and uh, and really of all that these missionaries were doing at the time, only three teenagers had responded. And so the missionaries left, and years later they came back, and there were tens of thousands that have given their lives to Jesus. 
how did that happen? Three teenagers, three teenagers. And so I'd love to see that happen, not just in Argentina, not just in Mongolia, but here in Philadelphia. We'd love to see the name of Jesus to be the most famous name. I love cheesesteaks. I love soft pretzels. (laughs) You know, I love tasty cake. Yeah. I love the Phillies and the Sixers. And and look at what the Eagles are doing. Yeah. Yes. We want to see the name of Jesus to be the most famous name. And so harvest of people coming to Jesus is a huge goal for us. Amen. And there's a there's a piece of this we definitely need to talk about as far as transformation and how key prayer is. And I love this blessed Philly seven fourteen uh you know deal. Take a minute to talk about that. Yeah, well seven fourteen was really birthed out of a crime that happened in Roxborough in September. Uh, Late September, early October, there were five teenagers that were killed, that were shot in the Roxborough area, and one of them was killed. Hmm. Uh, And it was after that that we had, and there had been this happening over and over, over the years, and especially this year. But um, after this particular one, I was in conversation with uh, with one of the the leaders uh, in in West Philadelphia, leader of of the church that I was formerly um, leading, Ernest Daniels Jr. is his name. And we were talking about uh, what can we do? You know, we prayed and, and there were some other things that we were doing for these victims. And he uh, said to me in the conversation, we started talking about Second Chronicles 7.14. Yeah. And Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal the land. And so we started looking at what would it look like if all of the Christians in the city of Philadelphia at the same time started sending out prayers. Not just prayers that say, oh, God, help, oh, God, heal, but starting with us, starting with every Christian turning from their sin, turning towards God, staying in a place of complete awareness of him, and then being able to pray for their street. So, Bless Billy 714 is designed that at 714 a.m. and 714 p.m., Every Christian in the city of Philadelphia, in the greater Philadelphia area, setting their phones, their tablets, their clocks to pray. Pray for a minute. Pray for five minutes. Pray for 15 minutes. Pray for a half an hour. But pray only for your street to start. Your street. Pray for God's presence to now come with peace and goodness on your street. That there will be a climate change over the violence in your street. And if you then could connect with other Christians that are on your street, maybe another or two, the Bible says this, it says, if at least two or three gathered in my name, I will be there. I will be there. Heaven will show up. And so what would it look like if Christians owned their street and twice a day prayed over their street? I believe there would be such a shift in the atmosphere and the climate in this crime issue. That's the transformation that starts with prayer. And I will tell you, I love all of the programs. Even at Philadelphia Gospel Movement, we have programs that that have to do with transformation. But I believe it always starts with prayer. If the church can start this, then we believe that there'll be a response from heaven. God said he'll heal our land. Amen. Pastor Terry Davis is with us today on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philadelphia, Philadelphia Gospel Movement. Uh, .org. You can find out more information on this. What I love about this, Bless 714, Tim, what you just said, a few things. 
First of all, praying at 7.14 a.m., 7.14 p.m. guarantees, number one, things are being prayed for. That, you know, the crime that you mentioned, and can be other things as well. Uh, secondly, that it's twice a day, not just once. And it's also split. That it's something you're thinking about in the morning and return to in the evening. And even that process that you kind of want to make sure you don't forget. So you're going to think about it more than those two individual minutes or those two times. And even on top of that, the things... It kind of points out the fact that whatever you were doing at those times, uh, this prayer is more important than that, so to speak. And you're actually going to stop something and then go back to it because this is important enough to break in. You know, so all those things, if you really kind of unpack it, it seems simple. Pray twice a day, but there's a lot that it's a lot more than that in a way. It really is. And here are here are the five steps to bless Philly 714. Number one, set your alarm to 714 a.m. and 714 p.m. And then when those alarms go off, pray over your street. And if everybody owned their street, we could blanket the city of Philadelphia and greater Philadelphia area, because I believe that there are at least one or two Christians on every street in our city. The next thing you want to do is find ways to serve the street and serve your neighbors. In other words, keep your street clean. Find out if there are neighbors that need help. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they've experienced a death in the family, maybe a financial need. And so you can meet that need. The next thing that you want to do is not do it by yourself. And then finally, live the next 12 hours from 7.14 a.m. to 7.14 p.m. sensitive to God, sensitive to the things of God. So it keeps revival bubbling up in the Christian. It keeps us praying to the Father. It keeps us sensitive to the people around us. And in humility, we get to serve them. So it's a wonderful picture of God's presence working through the church of Philadelphia. I love that. I love that. Very, very, uh, what's the word? Very complete. You know, all that and and the the whole idea of serving and living it out, praying is fantastic and is uh, certainly needed. But then, like you said, to have your eyes open and, and that's true. You know, there's probably, and it gets you out and involved in real life, you know, outside your house and involved with other people, and you get to know your neighborhood. I know our family has prayed for our, we live in a cul-de-sac, and then we have up and down the street. We've been praying for a lot, a lot of years, and slowly but surely over time, there, there have definitely been changes. There have been conversations, and uh, sometimes you want things to happen real fast, but the reality is you need to live and do life with people, and uh, as God is going to be working, be available to them. It might not be right your way. It might be several years or longer down the road, but that relationship is so important to be building day by day. Tim, so. you hit the nail on the head. It doesn't happen always overnight. There are those supernatural and miraculous moments that happen, and we always want those. But to be able to pray consistently and to be able to get into the lives of the people around us, and that's what happens. I mean, the beautiful thing about the, the woman who was at the well or the guy who was stealing and that was hiding in the tree, Jesus saw them. He saw them, and he wants us to see people and to represent him seeing people. And so our neighbors are the businesses that are in our community. I mean, we can really change the climate if we would get out and meet people and really bring the heart of the Father to them. I love the way you shared that. (laughs) Well, and I really appreciate how you've shared what this is all about, because it's also true in the right order. Revival starts with me. And each of us individually turn into God, like you said, throughout the day, continual realization. I think that's, uh, it's, it really can be, the Christian faith can be viewed as not just a, a Sunday thing, a Wednesday night thing, an event thing, but kind of like now I'm going to go back to what I was doing, rather than moment to moment, 
seeking to, to serve the Lord, to have our hearts turn to him. Every decision we go. Uh, in, in fact, I was thinking there's a, there's a verse I quote a lot, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight, where it says, Stand firm, you know, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know your labor in him is never in vain. And I think about that verse because it, it allows me to carry it with me. Every little thing I'm doing, whether it's letting somebody in traffic or letting someone go in front of me or serving someone and you want, can I get you something or anything else that might be, that those decisions, whether or not I see where they go in the grand scheme of things, it says nothing we do is unto him is a waste of time. And if you like to get stuff done and feel productive, no better way than to make, you know, carry that verse with you with each decision you're, you're doing and let him do what he wants to do with it. So, you know. <laughs> that is so fantastic. You know, when the pandemic happened, um, I thought uh, it was a great quote that heard from something that Winston Churchill, Winston Churchill said. He says, never waste a good crisis. And we would not want this pandemic to come on anyone or any nation, any, any community, village or family. But when it does come, what do we learn from it? And one of the things for me that has happened is that the church was able to now leverage not being open just for those hours on Sunday or a midweek Bible study. It was that the church could do business all the time. Yeah. The church had to, you know, and, and I'm a pastor, so I love gatherings on Sunday. I love fellowship. I love being around other Christians, and we come together to sing and to learn, to embrace, to pray together. Hmm. But when the pandemic happened and we couldn't be around each other, it says, how do I now do kingdom on the street that I live on? How do I now touch lives not inviting them to my church because we couldn't at the time, but now I can now go and meet them and I can pray for them and, and I can ask them, are there needs that you have that me and my other friend here as a Christian, we can help to meet your need. And just like Luke chapter 10, Tim, Luke chapter 10, Jesus sends them two by two into the town. Right. He says, release peace. He says, spend time getting to know them. He says, meet their deep needs. And he says, when they say to you what's going on, let them know the kingdom of heaven has come to you. Hmm. That's how we can be the church, even when there's a crisis going on. And even when Sunday is not happening, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Saturday, we can still be advancing the kingdom of God. I love that. Pastor Terry Davis with Philadelphia Gospel Movement, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Uh, I think I know the answer to this. The, the movement itself really geared toward each person, no matter who you are. Is there a special component to it, though, or a different component to it if a person's a pastor or an official church leader of some sort? Absolutely. We would love for, for leaders and pastors and Christian leaders of organizations just to see what's happening with, with Bless Philly 714 and get the word out. We'd like to see revival take place. And however Philadelphia Gospel Movement can assist in that, we're having in uh, 2023, it'll be May 5th, 2023, it'll be Movement Day. Harvest will be the theme. We'll be, we'll be learning as leaders how can we lead people to Jesus? How can we equip those who are following us and that we're influencing to lead people to Jesus? And it happens all different kinds of ways. As I mentioned earlier, it can happen with the movement at the well, or it can happen someone being in a church. It can happen with someone being at a wedding. It can happen with someone one-on-one, -on -one, even someone who has gotten caught into something that was just so horrible and they thought hope was gone. 
There's so many creative ways that God shows up. And as leaders, we want to advance His kingdom in our city. We'd love for people to log on to philadelphiagospelmovement.org and see it. But we also want to partner because Philadelphia Gospel Movement isn't the only game in town, if you will. There are individuals (laughs) and churches and other nonprofits that are advancing the kingdom, but we're better together, Tim. We're better together. And so we want to see that kind of unity take place. Uh, The last thing that I'll share as it relates to our website, you'll see that there are hope centers, and that's uh, that next level of transformation. We're developing hope centers in the most underserved areas of our city. We want to see children. We want to see families. We want to see marriages. We want to see those who have experienced the trauma of poverty now free. Mm. We want to see flourishing happening, not just in the suburbs or some of the more affluent areas, of our city and of our region, but we want the dark areas, the broken areas to experience it as well. So right now we're opening up a Hope Center in the Fair Hill section of Philadelphia. That's Park Kensington over on 2nd and Tioga. And we want to see God come through with people who have a heart, not for people to get changed and move out, but we want to bring dignity to these underserved areas where these homes and these these neighborhoods and businesses begin to flourish so that there is balance of wealth, balance of education, balance in terms of uh, health care. We want to see balance in good food that is given out. We want to have, see it happen in all of the areas of our city. And so we're developing a Hope Center in uh, the Tioga section of Philadelphia. I love that. Lord, I want to pray right now for Pastor Davis and Philadelphia Gospel Movement and their work. Everything he just mentioned there at this Hope Center location, and may, they, may that be successful, may it come to, come to fruition, and may also there be more. And may uh, you, you strike the, in people's hearts a desire, a deep desire in place there, a, dis, a desire to help however they can, including the, what we talked about earlier today with Bless 714, about praying 714 in, in the morning and in the evening, and more than that, too, Lord. We pray for that a revival to be happening in our world, and uh, starting right here in Philadelphia, in the greater Philadelphia area. I pray for sustained uh, the, the uh, encouragement to be faithful day by day for Pastor Davis and, again, those working with Philadelphia Gospel Movement and uh, for each of us, too, in our, wherever we are, that we would walk close to you and, uh, and be grateful for you being our Father. In the name of Christ, amen. Amen. Amen, wow. brother. Well, Tim, I just want to say, you know, one of the things that there's not enough of in, in so many different areas, but um, I will say this specifically here, is honor. And I just want to take a moment just to honor WFIL and you and all of the other team members uh, that are serving on this radio station and um, how this is touching so many lives. And you're coming with positive encouragement, but also the Father's heart to bless our city and our region. And so I thank you for that. Keep up the good work. Hey, you do the same thing. It's great. And thank you for that. Hey, will you, by the way, did you grow up in a Christian home? Were you a believer from, kind of from the early? days or did you get uh know the lord later on in life 
Yeah, I um, my mom and dad uh, moved from Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, to the Philadelphia area, and so me and my four brothers and sisters. I'm the youngest of five. Okay, me too. They, they served at the church. Okay. Yeah. And so at um, at 11 years old, my dad preached a message, and at the end of it, he led me to Jesus. And so wow, it was an amazing encounter I've had with God for all these years. Oh, that's great. That must have been so powerful for your dad too. I mean, yeah, <laughs> to see his son. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Great to make your acquaintance, and we're continuing to want to let folks know about the work of Philadelphia Gospel Movement and certainly, ultimately, really the Lord's work. So thank thank you, and have a a great rest of your day. You too, and thanks for having me on. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's Pastor Terry Davis with Philadelphia Gospel Movement. Find out more at philadelphiagospelmovement.org. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. WFIL's Rewards Club is our listener loyalty club. It's free to join, a lot of benefits to it, including entering the different contests we have rather quickly and easily. One of those contests right now, two CDs from the Christian parody band Apologetics. Their uh, most recent one just came out. It's called Kind of Stuffy. It's their 67th parody CD featuring songs from the 80s. The previous one, Rocks in Their Heads, came out in, I think, August. You could win both of those CDs. Just go to our site, WFIL.com. Go to the contest page and get entered. We're going to be having Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, on the program soon, but want to give you a taste of the album first, just so you can kind of understand a bit more about the music they do. Jay himself has been a believer for several decades. He used to write songs to help him remember scripture, and it's turned into a much larger thing than that. As far as the song parodies themselves, they have at least one scripture verse, sometimes a passage or several passages listed underneath so you can reference those as you listen to the song, maybe use it for Bible study, something fun like that. But in any case, what I'm going to play for you here in a second is Brian Adams' Summer of 69, which has been changed to the song 969, referencing the age of Methuselah as listed in Genesis chapter 5, that long lineage uh, starting with Adam and his son Seth. And right down through the line, including Methuselah, who has the longest lifespan of anyone in that list at 969 years. So let's play that for you here from Apologetics' new CD, Kind of Stuffy, which you can win on our website at WFIL.com. Check it out in the contest page. This is 969. Take off on Brian Adams' Summer of 69, The Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. Apologetics 969, take off on Brian Adams' Summer of 69 from their Kinda Stuffy CD. We're giving that away, which is their most recent one, their 67th CD, and uh, also giving away the 66th CD in their library called Rocks in Their Heads. That CD, more of a rock-based CD from the 70s and 80s music, the Kinda Stuffy CD, all 80 songs from 83 to 88 and again, if you're just tuning in, Jay Jackson from Apologetics will be joining us on the program uh, in the near future to talk more about the album. But in the meantime, have fun. Go to WFIL.com. Go to the contest page 
and get entered to win both of those CDs from Apologetics. If you want to find out more about their music, they have 67 CDs out. A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X. A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.